Listener Production. Hi, Rihanna Patrick with you and welcome to The Briefing. It's the first version of Mickey Mouse that the world ever saw, this rat-like nosed mouse with a long tail sailing a steamboat in a black and white short film. But on the first day of 2024, this version of Mickey, the Steamboat Willie version, entered the public domain. You can republish Steamboat Willie. You can create new adventures with Steamboat Willie, but you cannot change Steamboat Willie to look like Mickey Mouse. So what does this mean for creators and how will Disney keep a hold of the earliest version of its most famous mouse? That's next on The Briefing, but first, headlines with Eleanor Harrison-Dengate. Good morning, Rihanna. So at least 100 people have been killed in Iran after two bombs exploded near the tomb of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani, according to Iran's state media. The explosions have taken place on the fourth anniversary of the general's assassination by the US. Iran is calling it a terrorist attack, and if so, it is the deadliest to target Iran since its 1979 Islamic Revolution. Dozens have also been wounded when the blasts hit a procession near the Saheb al Mosque in Iran's southern city of Kerman. Soleimani was the second most powerful figure in Iran after the supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei before he was killed in a US drone strike in neighbouring Iraq in 2020. Yeah, so Eleanor, it's still not clear who's behind the Iranian explosion with no group claiming responsibility, but Arab separatists, Islamic State and also other Sunni jihadist groups have said that they are the ones that have been carrying out these deadly attacks on security forces and Shia shrines in Iran in recent years. And these explosions come amid increased tensions in the region after the chief of Israel's intelligence service vowed his agency would hunt down every Hamas member involved in the October 7 attacks on the state. And it comes a day after Hamas's deputy leader was killed in what's believed to be an Israeli drone strike in Lebanon's capital Beirut, although Israel hasn't taken responsibility for it. The risk that what happened in 2006 could happen again, an open war, is a risk that unfortunately cannot be ruled out. And what happened yesterday with the death of one of the leaders of Hamas is yet another factor that could push the conflict to escalate. Yeah, so that's the European Union's foreign policy chief there, Joseph Borrell. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has ordered an independent investigation to find out if the Morrison government has in error or intentionally kept secret dozens of documents relating to the Iraq war. Let me make it very clear of what my government's position is. Australians have a right to know the basis upon which Australia went to war in Iraq. So just hours before the papers were due for release, the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet announced 78 additional documents had been discovered on the 19th of December. And in a statement from the department, it said apparent administrative oversights in 2020 were to blame for the failure to transfer all the documents and likely a result of COVID-19 disruptions at the time. Cabinet documents are meant to be released to the public every 20 years and the confidentiality of the 2003 Cabinet papers expired on the 
1st of January 2024. So that's why this is a big deal that these 78 documents were meant to have already come out. So the ones that have been released, not the ones that have just been discovered, did not provide information about the decision to go to war in Iraq. All they say is that John Howard as Prime Minister made oral reports to Cabinet with no formal submissions even considered by the senior ministers. Yeah, so Eleanor, that review or report will be handed to the government in the next couple of weeks. And the former Prime Minister, John Howard, has told the Australian that if you're going to make Cabinet records available, you should make them all available. And Australia has advanced to the United Cup semi-finals. The win also means Dimonor has broken Djokovic's 43-match winning streak in Australia and it's Djokovic's first loss here since 2018. I mean, it's extremely special. Um, look, Novak is an unbelievable competitor and what he's done for the sport is pretty special. So uh, it feels surreal, it feels amazing. I'm happy to do it here in Perth and in Australia. So, Dimonor now joins Leighton Hewitt and Nick Kyrgios as the only Australians to have beaten the Serbian superstar. Yeah, so Djokovic obviously has won the Australian Open a record 10 times. Whether, you know, this loss might put in doubt whether he can manage an 11th is uh, the question. Um, and the Australian Open set to begin on January 15, if you want to watch out for that. But um, yeah, with this match, Djokovic did receive treatment on his arm during it. So how much that injury might be playing into this, we don't know. But it is a fantastic sign uh, for Dimonor because he actually has yet to make a past the quarterfinal for a Grand Slam. So he is having fingers crossed that Dimonor might be able to win the Australian Open this year. I mean, you know, that's a, it's a big hope, but I'm here for it. Can't wait to see what happens. That's the headlines. Thanks, Eleanor. Now, what does the early version of Mickey Mouse entering the public domain mean for creators and Disney? That's next on The Briefing. He's made more than 170 billion US dollars for Disney since being created 95 years ago. But on the first day of 2024, an early version of Mickey Mouse, the Steamboat Willie version, entered the public domain. Now, historically, Disney's pushed very hard for an extension of copyright protections. In fact, the Copyright Extension Act of 1998 was nicknamed the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. But now that the 1928 version of Mickey Mouse is out of copyright, what does it all mean? Well, I caught up with artistic property law professor Jane Ginsberg to find out. Jane, thanks for joining the briefing. What exactly does this all mean for the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse? It means that Steamboat Willie enters the public domain, but Mickey Mouse, as we know him today, does not, which means that there are somewhat limited things that one can do uh, with Steamboat Willie. You can republish Steamboat Willie. You can create new adventures with Steamboat Willie, but you cannot change Steamboat Willie to look like Mickey Mouse. Disney is known for being incredibly litigious when it comes to their works. What moves has the company been making to try and, I guess, keep a hold of this early version of Mickey Mouse? Well, it's not clear uh, whether it is making moves to try and hold on to this version of Mickey Mouse. Steamboat Willie was registered as a trademark for the Disney Entertainment 
products and services, which would give Disney some protection of a particular image of Steamboat Willie as a brand for for Disney's works and entertainment services, but how much leverage they could get from registering Steamboat Willie uh, as a brand in terms of protecting the visual character is rather controversial because trying to protect Steamboat Willie as a, a brand in circumstances in which it can't be shown that the public is likely to be confused about whether the appearance of Steamboat Willie on products or services that are not actually coming from Disney would confuse the public into thinking that these were official uh, Disney products. Uh, that's what trademarks is is all about. It's about protecting consumers from being confused if somebody else uh, appropriates your brand name or image. But to try to leverage that into protection for Steamboat Willie equivalent to copyright protection, protecting Steamboat Willie in, uh, in any guise from any kind of use uh, would probably be unsuccessful because that would create a direct conflict between trademark law and uh, copyright law. And under copyright law, the public domain means that once the term has expired, uh, anybody can exploit the work um, without permission and without paying for it. What the trademark does is requires people to exploit it in a way that does not give rise to confusion about where this work exploitation is coming from. But apart from that, uh, copyright law uh, allows anybody to reuse Steamboat Willie. Jane, Disney in the past has had extensions to their copyright a number of times for um, not only Mickey Mouse, but for their other characters and other works as well. But this time they didn't. Is there a reason behind that? There have been a number of copyright term extensions that apply to all copyrighted works. Uh, they were not uh, the product of, uh, of Disney lobbying. The uh, U.S. copyright law uh, has changed a lot since the 1909 Copyright Act. Uh, the present copyright law is from 1976 and has been amended several times, notably in 1998, which added 20 years to the term of copyright, and whose principal motivation was the uh, enactment in the European Union of a term of copyright of life plus 70 up from life plus 50 uh, and a reciprocity proviso for countries that are not part of the EU. They don't get the extra 20 years unless they add 20 years to their own term of copyright. So the principal uh, justification for the 1998 term extension had nothing to do with Mickey Mouse uh, or any other works that uh, were shortly going to fall into the public domain. The justification was the uh, international trade significance of an extra 20 years of copyright uh, in the European Union. So calling the 1998 Term Extension Act the Mickey Mouse Act is uh, rhetorically clever, uh, but very, very misleading. And part of the reason for that is that 
uh, as we said in the beginning, when Steamboat Willie goes into the public domain, Mickey Mouse does not go into the public domain because the Mickey Mouse character that you see today does not look like uh, Steamboat Willie. That uh, cartoon characters, whether it's Mickey Mouse or Superman or lots of other characters, constantly get updated, uh, not necessarily for purposes of having their cop- a new copyright attached to every significant variation uh, over time, but uh, because tastes evolve. And uh, Steamboat Willie is not really a very um, endearing-looking character, not like Mickey Mouse is. Yeah, well, the Steamboat Willie version has that sort of um, longer tail, the rat-like nosed face, um, and is an inc- you're right, incredibly different version to the Mickey Mouse that we know now. But I guess, I mean, with this version entering the public domain, I mean, is how Disney reacts to what gets created with this early version of Mickey Mouse, do you think that will determine what is likely to happen with how Disney approaches those other characters that are also going to be coming out of copyright in the next decade or so? Well, again, it depends if the look of those characters has evolved. The fact that the original version goes into the public domain may be of limited economic significance because I'm not sure there's going to be a big market for plush toys of Steamboat Willie the way there is a big market for plush toys of Mickey Mouse. It may be that a copyright owner in that situation, I don't want to speak specifically about Disney and maybe you could ask them, uh, but a copyright owner uh, in that position might decide that uh, given the relatively low stakes of uh, the original version falling into the public domain, so long as the current version uh, remains under copyright, the fight uh, and the bad publicity may not be worth it. Jane, already there has been a trailer of a Mickey Mouse slasher film that is likely to be released in March that has dropped. There's been NFTs created since that um, early version of Mickey has entered the public realm. And I mean, we've seen instances of even Winnie the Pooh, who came into the public domain, also has a horror film which used the likeness of Winnie the Pooh. But I guess what has been the impact of creator culture on work that enters the public domain? Because that's something that didn't exist 95 years ago when Steamboat Willie was created. It's certainly true that there was a Winnie the Pooh slasher movie, which I gather was not very good. Um, but and all of these will have you know, some some novelty effect, how, how significant they are in terms of Disney. Disney also has rights to Winnie the Pooh. I don't think Disney tried to stop the blood and honey Winnie the Pooh um, slasher movie which may provide a clue to the, the future of, of Steamboat Willie. Let us suppose, just imagine that Disney has proved successful uh, in getting people to recognize Steamboat Willie as a brand and that it becomes a not just a brand, but a well-known brand. Uh, it might be protected against what's called dilution by tarnishment, Uh, which means uses of the trademark that tend to uh, denigrate the goodwill of the trademark. Tarnishment actions usually involve sex and drugs, and maybe slasher movies could fall into that category too. Uh, On the other hand, there uh, are the protectable, uh, on the copyright side, 
expression interests uh, of someone who who is recycling a public domain character. And that raises the interesting prospect that when we talk about creator culture and people putting TikTok videos together or taking Steamboat Willie into a different realm, and particularly once something is out on a social media platform, it's very hard to rein back in. So I guess, what does that mean for creator culture, which exists now, which didn't when Steamboat Willie was first created? I mean, do you think that will have an impact in possibly what Disney does next or even if Disney does pursue this avenue that you're talking about of what that means if it's already out in the public domain as it seems to be slowly gaining momentum and becoming more so. I think that that in a sense Steamboat Willie is a is a red herring. There are there are a lot of concerns about creator culture and different responses to what people do on social media platforms or YouTube with content that they didn't create. But I don't think that that Steamboat Willie changes that, except to the extent that it gives people content that uh, they can freely work with, again, as long as they stay on the public domain side of the line. And as more works go into the public domain, more works become available for anybody to revise, remix, and uh, and so forth. Whether or not there's really much there there, I think, depends on whether how much of a market as opposed to a novelty is there for Steamboat Willie uh, for the original version of, of Winnie the Pooh and anything else that has gone into or will be going into the public domain. Because if the public's attraction is not to Steamboat Willie, but to Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie going into the public domain is not going to make much difference. That's Jane Ginsberg there, a professor of literary and artistic property law from Columbia University. Now, I'm going to be very interested to see what people create with Steamboat Willie and how Disney reacts to that. But I'll be honest, I'm probably going to check out that Mickey slasher flick once it's released. That's today's briefing. See you tomorrow. Listener.